0: Slack guy. Hello and welcome to the Slag Guy Podcast. With me your host, Father Faces, aka Captain Shit, aka Dave Elliott. Why are those my nicknames I hear you ask? Listen to last week's podcast. But also you'll find out more on this week's podcast. Because Ben, it never rains, it pours. You don't just have one shit you get the shits, and I think that's what's happened this week. But anyway, welcome to the podcast. See if you're a new listener, welcome, come in, sit yourself down, go and get yourself a wee coffee, take your trousers off, do whatever it is you do when you get into the house yourself of an evening to relax, enjoy yourself. If you're an old-time traditional listener, you guys know what's coming on. You know what you're getting. It is what I say it is. It's a Sly Guy podcast. It's a guy who just is happy to be out of the house, and he's just happy to be angry and be ranting at things, and this is what it is. And what a week I've had. The last few weeks, I've been... I don't know, Ben, have I, have I even been positive? I think I'm positive, this is the thing, I think I'm positive. You know, I feel like I'm a positive, upbeat guy. Then, obviously, my wife says stuff to me, like I have just a real angry face when I cut mushrooms, and that's my face all the time. What is your, you know what, fuck this, guys, we're, we're going off, Ben, what's your opinion on, on me as a guy? Let me just turn this mic around here. Um, you have angry traits. Um, you- Hold on, that- what the fuck do you mean by that, kid? But the fucking how do you mean i can fucking overreact you can show aggression sometimes you know what you can do you can show your cock to your own ass and go fuck yourself that's what you can do i don't even want to i'm trying to I'm trying to be sensible mature and have a fucking decent conversation and you're over there talking shit do you pay me to be involved in this fucking podcast and did i pay you i'm ungrateful bastard ungrateful ingrate anyway what did i even ask you do you think i'm aggressive right take that again cut that out and let's go again ben do you think I'm aggressive? Not at all. You're, you're lovely, wonderful, and very happy. Thank you. I are you a happy employee? Yes, yes. Love it here. Good, Now make sure you get that fucking bit of angriness cut out, because I don't want people to get the wrong opinion of me, okay? And we're back. Guys, ignore what he said. I don't even know what that guy's problem is. But yeah, I'm feeling good this week. I, I mean, a lot of people say that to feel good and feel happy, you have to just you know do whatever the fuck you want to do so this week i was doing a lot of gigs again i spoke about doing them last week i said hopefully they go well because let's be fair it's been quite a long time between i guess not it's been quite a long time between consistent gigs you know you do maybe one and then you don't know what's happening things close restrictions that happen whatever else then the next thing you know, it's two, three weeks later. You've forgotten what you're talking about. You're stuffed. I luckily this week had the pleasure to do four gigs, um, over the weekend. So I had two gigs on a Friday, one Saturday, one Sunday. And I want to say I enjoyed all of the gigs. I really, really did. Um, it was just a nice time. I, I, I always, I always reference the old, the classic movie Pinocchio. You know that movie with the the guy that's like really like. Like, the, the infertile old guy that just builds a little boy out of wood and somehow casts a spell on him and make him turn into a real... He's a bit Savile-ish, isn't it? But we'll, we'll not worry about that. It's a guy called Gepetto, and I kind of like to reference that. Obviously, I don't know why Jiminy Cricket's in it. It's a weird, but anyway, what I'm saying is, doing a lot of stand-up, doing a lot of gigs, I felt like whenever Pinocchio became a real... I felt like a real boy again. It's been so long since I felt like, oh, I'm a comedian. I just sort of felt like I'm a guy in a house thinking funny thoughts with nowhere to put it so basically what it is i'm, I'm an insane person i'm a mentally ill person stuck in a house but now i'm able to get out get on stage do stand up work on bits and i feel much better i feel really good now the gigs that we were doing over the weekend i did the standall festival which i have done i think that was the fourth time i've done it i think and every time i've done the standall festival previously <laughs> this year i've gone up and been like. I've been told by, by like people running, it's been like, listen, the stand-up stage is a stage for adults. It's an eight... I mean, it, they didn't they didn't say it like this. I, it's an 18, over 18 stage. It's triple A. It's an X-rated slot. You have to go on and be super X-rated. You'd be dirty. You'd be inappropriate. You'd be... Uh, this is a phrase I don't think... You'd be aggressively sexual. I think that's what I've heard in previous years. But every year... I go to stand-all, I get on stage. Something has happened previously to me, prior to me getting on stage. When I've got there, I've gone, on oh, no. And then I'm just there, and I'm always face-to-face with a child. I'm always like on the stage, and amongst the people, hundreds of people, I always just lock eyes with a child. And then I'm about to say something like, I'm going to suck my own dick. And then it's just, you don't feel it's appropriate to say in front of a young child. So this year I said to myself, Dave, you are a professional comedian now. Maybe in some respects I am, some I'm not. But I said to myself, I'm going to be prepared. This year, I'm coming with a, with a PG-12 set. You know, if parents want to bring their kids to stand-up comedy, that's their own responsibility. I know myself as a parent, if I went to a festival and brought my kids, I wouldn't really want to be at that festival. I would find a keeper for my children. Not a babysitter, a keeper, someone to just keep them. Well, I can go and do mushrooms, drink boo- booze, potching the works, get on gear, take poppers, Ace, coke, whatever. Never done anything before, but I would. I'd get rid of my kids and say, you know what, fuck it, I'm being a hippie for the weekend. I'd be shagging everybody, you know, I'd be just having orgies, swinging about the place, just like, you know, getting naked, fucking girls, fucking guys, fucking women, fucking animals. I don't know. you just be letting your hair down with no kids at this festival. But if you bring kids to festivals, I think you're bringing it... For the kids so if i'm going to the festival f- f- and i bring my kids it'll be like a peppa pig world or something i will bring them to see it otherwise you know you go be kids and daddy's going to be a wild man here but i think if you bring the you know you know what's happening you're putting them in the coliseum you're letting them at the lions at them you're letting the gladiators at them it is what it is that was my thought in the past now this year i was like you know what i can do a pg-13 set no problem I can uh, talk to people, I'm sure there'll be kids in the crowd, and it is what it is. So I Taylor my set to not be that offensive at Stendhal, and I must say, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I've ever enjoyed a gig at Stendhal before. Now, the last time I did it, um, I went with Shane. I always seem to go with Shane. Shane and I just seem to be the the, the and Deck of Stendhal comedy. We just go, we do our sets, and we leave every single year. The last time we did it, before covid we got there he obviously got his timings wrong as soon as he got there I had to get brought on a golf trolley to the stage and i literally got off the golf trolley straight onto the stage and into a set and it sucked balls <laughs> and this year we were there on time we drove to be fair to the stage we chanced it they were like oh artists park up there and we just you know what we're just going to drive down the stage what are they going to do Fucking ban us now nah, they let us right the stage Drove there, went on, did my PG set. As soon as I got on stage, looked into the front row. Literally a newborn baby in a pram. So I was like, I'm glad I'm not talking about dicks. Now, would the newborn baby have really understood what I was saying? No, but I still think it's inappropriate to talk about those things in front of the baby. Made me feel uneasy. Oh, who the goddamn hell's ringing me in the middle of a podcast? I don't know what happened there. I don't know what the vibration was. It freaked me out. But anyway, what was I saying there? Yeah. Anyway, back in the room. So there's a kid in the front row. I just thought, yeah, can't be, can't be saying those bad things in front of the kids. So it didn't. It did. not said, it was nice. Now there were other acts that stand all this year that I wanted to stay and see. Normally, when I go there, there are acts that I want to see. This year, especially because there was a real sense of, you know, people are are coming back to normal. It was a real community sense there. You know, not as in a community sense as in the bonfire, um, of either side, either July or August bonfires, but a real sense of just people coming together, having a good time, taking a lot of drugs, and just letting loose. And it was nice, but unfortunately, we had to get straight off the stage, into the car, and go to another gig. Now, I said this before, I think, Ben, on the podcast, you can correct me if I'm wrong, did I have a rant about the Open House Festival not booking me to do a show? Yeah, it did. What I want to say is, is that still remains Open House, but at the same time... I did support for Shane at his shows in the Wall Garden in my hometown of Bangor. I do want to say this. He also, you know, what, you know what he said when he was on stage, Ben, he was, "This is my hometown gig," and I went, "No, you're not from Bangor, you're not even from Hollywood." But we'll not get into that. That'll be for another day, southbound bastard. But it was a great time, and he invited me there to open for him, and I felt really great. It was nice to be there. You know, I, the Wall Garden's a place. Quite literally I go regularly with my children. We walk around the castle gardens. We go in. I come in and I smell flowers. You know, I, I I caress bees and I just hug wildlife in the wall garden. So to be able to be there and do stand-up in front of like three hundred people was amazing. It was amazing. It was a lot of fun. The Friday after Stand Hall was a, a totally I did a totally different set nearly than I did at Stand at the Wall Garden. And it was just fun to mix it up and just have a good time there, you know. So um that was a lot of fun on the Friday, then on the Saturday, by the way I need to go back and tell you a story about what happened on the Friday, but I'll go through the gigs first, on the Saturday I did a gig at the Vault in East Belfast, which I thought was fine, you know, I thought it was a fine gig, I didn't think it was my greatest ever performance, I thought it was fine, I preferred the previous two and then I preferred the Sunday gig, but it was, it was fine, it was a nice venue, bit different, again, places, using spaces, Places using spaces for art. It looked like an old school, probably was right there, Freedom Corner on uh off the Newtonards Road. But it was a nice space. It was a good lineup of acts. I did think I was I was a wee bit under under strain that day, so sleepy. I had the girls all day myself looking after them because my wife was just out having lunch with friends and left me with you know preparing for work with my whatever. But um, I was tired there and I had to leave at the break. But um. It was still a nice time, and I and I enjoyed it. I didn't say I loved the 10 out of 10, but I enjoyed it. All right, I enjoyed it. It was a good time. What I didn't enjoy was my trip from Stendhal in valley to the Wall Garden Banger. I was going... Um... So I was in the car with Shane, and we were travelling from Stendhal to Banger. We had Shane's friend Tony with us, and fellow comedian Vittorio Angeloni was with us. And that was fine. on the way, we thought, right, on the way to the gig in Bangor, we'll have to stop and have somewhere for dinner. Now, that was fine. We sort of had discussed a few places to go on the way. Did we want to be closer to Bangor when we stopped for food? Did we want to stop sort of near near Lima Valley? So on the way, we sort of decided, hey, we'll go to the Elk for dinner. Turned off the road, went up there. That was fine. Then um, as that happened, I kind of needed the toilet. You know, Father Feces, Captain Shit, needed the toilet. And it wasn't the pee. Let's be fair, it wasn't the pee. Now, bit of backstory in this, it wasn't just I needed to go to the toilet like a grown up sometimes does. And then sometimes grown ups have to be like, listen, I just need to go to the toilet, but I can hold on because I'm a grown up. I had been eating so clean for like the last couple of weeks. And in this day, on the way up to Stendhal, I happened to eat a Subway and I maybe didn't eat entirely as good as I would have wanted to. So then my tummy just went, nah, you're a physique guy now. You don't have this shit. So my tummy very quickly went, evacuation time the insides of my stomach was like Kabul airport there was a lot trying to get out by any means necessary so whenever I got it in my head that we were going to the elk and we went off the main road I um, had you know do you ever get that Ben do you you ever get this as a man who ever needs a toilet like if you are really needing a toilet and you get closer to your house you really need to go even more because it's like you you, you, you get excited you're like oh I'm going to get the toilet soon it's nearly time yeah, so whenever we got to the Elk, I was like, oh, right, it's nearly time. Then for some reason, Shane just decided, literally as we were about to turn off around roundabout to go to the Elk, we're not going to the Elk. And my body's like, oh, no, no, but I've already calculated how long it's going to take for this car to park and you to get the toilet, which is probably two to three minutes. And I said, listen, we need to stop. There's an emergency. My tummy's not feeling that good. And he was like, oh, we'll be a Banger in no time. And I was like, we'll be in Banger in no time. Yes, but in less time than that, there will be shit all around this car. So I said, please stop somewhere. Let me go to the toilet. So, like, right, okay. We Googled where to get to like, a a local, like, service station. It's a gas station, as if I live in America. I don't. So, we went to the service station. They pulled up the car. I was like, right, let me just go in here. So, by this point, I'm, like, you know, sweating underneath my skin. Like, I feel like there's just a little layer of, 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 of water on my head, but underneath is just, it's like, I feel like my head's expanding. There's so much sweat in there. And I went into, um, into the gas station, into the restroom, I don't know, the sur- into the service station, and then I went up to the, the young lady who was working there, and I did say, in American style, I was like, do you have a restroom? Now, why I said restroom was because if you go, do you have a toilet? They sh- oh shit, <laughs> if you have a toilet, it, it's panic stations, she'd be like, oh no, he's going in there for a big shit, and now, say what you want about me, I do have a little bit of of chivalry and manners about me. I don't want there to be a, a young lady thinking I'm just in there, just just absolutely gacking shit out of me. I always wanted to think maybe, you know, if he's in the restroom, he maybe just needs to go and, I don't know, wash his face, maybe powder his nose, just add some deodorant. I don't know, you could be doing other things than pooing. Whereas you say the toilet, it's just poo. So I said, do you have a restroom? She went, yeah, just down the back there, sir. And I went, thank you. Don't know why I bowed to her, but I just, yeah, I was nervous. So I bowed, I headed down to the... um. To the toilet. When I got there, it was just one toilet, a disabled toilet, and it was locked. And I was like, oh, no. In my head, I'm thinking, I'm about to shit on a floor of a petrol station in the are sending nowhere. But thankfully for me, it was just locked, but the door was open. Do you know that kind of way? So it was like, oh, my God, we're saved. So I went in, pulled the door behind me, closed it. By this stage, I'm already the belt and the trousers. They're undone. Captain Feces just uses his power. Father Feces has used the Lord above to just open his trousers and pants. And I was in that desperate a rush to get the poo out of me that I actually sat on the toilet seat. Now, I'm not normally a toilet seat user. I've said this before in the podcast. I had an incident when I was a small child where I trapped my willy in a toilet seat, and I've been afraid of it ever since. So I just normally go ask the bowl. Today, I was in such a rush, went to the toilet seat, jumped on the toilet seat with enough pace. You know what happened, Ben? The whole toilet seat wasn't connected to the toilet. It was not connected to the toilet. I fell off the toilet, on the toilet seat, with my trousers down around my ankles, on all fours. And I I was like, oh no. And I thought to myself, I am literally about... Like, the poo was literally just... You know, it was like a little tongue just popping out of my bum. And I was about to just let loose and it would have been wild. But thankfully, in like the style of... The rock in a wrestling match, you know, he just does like kip ups so where he's on his back and he flips to his feet. I did like a reverse, I leaned forward, I flipped up onto the toilet, and just to sit like while I was midair, <laughs> the poo started coming out. Thankfully, when I was faced, this in a, in a sort of vertical approach and like it's like a reverse rocket in many respects like if you'd have reversed that footage i'm sure if there was cct you would it would look like a rocket taking off i just got it all in the toilet and i was like oh praise be this is a relief our hero's got the toilet he's got it out of him we are flying after that the sweat subsided i felt really great in and of myself i was like the poo is out of me the problems averted there's going to be no more stress we'll get to the gig and banger everything will be fine And then once I stopped having like a mild asthma attack, panic attack through the stress of it all, I went to just wipe my bum, reached out to grab some toilet roll, none there, no toilet roll. And I was like, oh no, this does not end well. And then I sort of again, like anything, you sort of turn into a Terminator when you're in that situation. You're like, you know, just look around, trying to like, where's anything to wipe my ass with? What can I wipe my ass with? And I look around and see like hand towels. I'm like, bingo. I get across the hand tiles. So I just sort of like did a bit of a shake and I sort of walked with a very wide leg because I didn't want to like purse my cheeks together and just make like a like a nice spread of shit inside my butt to make the cleaning harder. So it was like, if anything, I would have dropped it on the floor. I was gaping. I, would, I took my trousers and pants off. I'm like sort of wide leg walking across to get the hand tiles. Get over, no hand tiles. I'm like, oh no. I'm stuck. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm just going to have to like, I don't know. Do some sort of like reverse twerk under the hand dryer and just dry this under my ass, or use my boxers or my socks or something. So I thought, you know, one last one last effort to save the situation. I I, I opened the pedal bin and I looked inside the pedal bin to see if I could find anything, and lo and behold, there were several things in the pedal bin. Most of them couldn't be used as toilet roll toilet could be one of them was like a, a, a temporary covid mask and the other was a cotton like multiple use covid mask other things were like a snickers wrapper and then like something that was just like an apple core i think it was just it was something it could have been a shit but I thought I can't wipe my ass with another shit that would defeat the purpose so I took the two COVID masks out and I used the the temporary one to just do all the wiping at the start and then the the cotton one I held under a sink, got a little bit of water on and just used it as a wee kind of like like a wee portable bidet and then everything was, revol- or it was revolved, revolved, resolved, sorted. Then I came to dumping it. Obviously, I couldn't um, put the, the the cotton mask in the toilet because that would cause plumbing trouble. And obviously, I do have a conscience, so I just threw it back in the pedal bin. Hopefully, someone's not coming back, being like, "What did I leave my mask here on and they just put my wet shit in her face?" But I, I put the temporary one in the toilet. But thankfully, it was resolved. And I think that was kind of karma for talking about eating shit last week. I think I just there's somebody out there. that's like no matter what you. This is what I say to people. You can do your best. You can try your hardest, but you are who you are at the end of the day. And unfortunately for me, I am Captain Shit. I am Father Feces. And I think this will just follow me everywhere I go. And just to add Add a little bit of fact of the matter. When I took my dog out for a walk this week, he had the runs again, and I had to call a guy in the council and say to him, listen, my dog's done a really wet shit along the seafront and banger. Can you please send that wee van with wee brushes to clean it? And the guy did. Came up, came out, used the hose, hosed down my dog shit, and used those big things to clean it. So again, yeah, it is one of those things, shit happens every week. Maybe Ben, this podcast, can you just change that logo you just say the shit guy podcast? And just have it, just say shit guy podcast for all 10 seconds, it's fine but that's what happened to me and it was a traumatic experience but still being the pro that I am I made it the banger I did my set now as soon as I finished the set we were late getting out and again the the, the, the dumpers were at my door again and I had to race home and go to the toilet thankfully my own house had toilet roll and um, that was fine but it was a traumatic day and I'm back being healthy again so hopefully you know God forgive me and don't give me the shits anymore please thank you How long have I been talking shit for, quite literally? Uh, about 20 minutes. Mm. Guys, should we, just, should we just call it a day, Ben? Say so we go home? It's late. Nah, I'm only joking. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Yeah, gigs. I'm talking about gigs. We're talking about having fun at gigs. We're talking about gig stories. Wiping our bums with COVID masks. You know what? Me- this is going to sound weird, Ben. Maybe if there wasn't COVID, I would have it had not been... I mean, I'd, I'm not going to say I'm thankful for COVID because of that one reason, but hey. You know, a win's a win. Anyway, talking about gigs. We're back doing gigs. I have a fun gig announcement to make. This may be out. It may not be out. I don't know, really. I was I, the, I record this. What day is it today? On a Tuesday? We're recording this on a Tuesday. I sorted everything out today. So we are doing a gig in the limelight too on the 19th of September, which is a Sunday evening. The show is called Dave Elliott and Friends, and it's myself, Ian Thompson, Diona Doherty and Rory Woods doing a show at the Limelight. Now, why am I doing a show at the Limelight um, the 19th of September, I hear you ask, when I'm playing the Ulster Hall in December? Very simple. I'm burning all my old material that I'm not using. I'm just going to do a show at Limelight that's not going to be material that's used at the Ulster Hall. And you're hearing me going, why? That's mad. You're doing, like, two-hour shows, like a few months yes because I need clips to promote my Hall show so I have to do old material I'm not doing it anymore get a film new material it's not going to make in the Ulster Hall get a film and we'll just have a fun time so if you guys want to come to that show and see myself and some of the, the best acts in the local scene get yourself over to be my social media or shine or whatever get your tickets for that again this will already be live the ticket link will be live on Patreon for my pa- patrons already so if you're a patron you'll get early access again to these tickets so by the time you hear this on thursday the patrons will have already had a go at the tickets so there mightn't be a load left it's a limited capacity because obviously covid but i think there'll be like 80 or 100 tickets probably for it and they're only 10 pounds it's going to be a great night some of the acts on are fantastic the whole thing's being filmed so it's basically like filming a special and you guys can be part of that if you want to get yourselves over to wherever and buy tickets if you don't i mean I don't really know what else to say. fair play to us, but that's one of the perks of being on the Patreon. You get early access to tickets. You get the Champions League of Weird, which oh my goodness, we're done with the group stages. We're heading to the knockout stages now. We're getting closer to find out who the weirdest celebrity is this year. Now I want to say this year there are people featured in the Champions League of Weird who are dead, so they can't even get there. But it doesn't matter. It's the thought that counts. It's a lot of fun. Ben and I are working on other things to be over there on Patreon. There's going to be some more stand-up clips appearing out there. There's going to be other bits and bobs or up-to-date projects are coming. It's all good. By the way, I have a date that I'm leaving work as well, so I'm going to be a full-time freelance comedy guy, so there'll be way more of this kind of stuff available for you over on Patreon. So if you haven't subscribed already, get over to Patreon, look up Sly Guy Podcast with Dave Elliott, or just type in... Dave Elliott, or Slag Eye podcast into Google with the word Patreon. After, you can subscribe for £4 a month or £2 a month. It all helps the show. Everything I make out of Patreon goes back into producing the podcast, so you are supporting the show by supporting the Patreon. So go over there. Loads of bonus content. I do a bonus podcast every week, so you get extra. And I actually, you know how many episodes I've recorded now, Ben? 76. There are 76 Extra, extra raw, extra saucy, extra X-rated podcasts over on Patreon. So if you want to listen to that, two-pound a month, you get all bonus podcasts. Four-pound a month, you get everything else. All the videos, all the stand clips, whatever else you want. So get over there, support there, early ticket release. It's a place to be. Um, and speaking of Ulster Hall... And um, tickets are selling well for that. I actually, the gigs I did over the weekend have shifted a load more tickets after that. People, um, I actually have been smart. I've been smart and I've added Ulster Hall promotion in the set. So I'm doing a bit where I basically say my tickets are on sale and it works. So bingo, if you want to come and see me in Ulster Hall, my brand new show, Pillow Talk, um, it's coming together rightly. I'm going to be figuring out some more bits. I might have to... I might have to go abroad and do the full hour just to get it run a few times. But it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a good time. And that's the 17th of December. And I can't wait for it. So get on the Ulster Hall. Ben, stick the the tickets up there, would you, for me? Just so people can see all the green is the tickets that are left. And the the grey are sold. So either way, they're on route. They're gone. They're going to be gone soon. Get yourself over there. Get your tickets. It's all good in the hood. And also, if you want to support the podcast and rate and review it on Apple um, podcast. you can do that too. I have made a statement on an earlier episode, I don't want to repeat what it was, but a lot of people are now rating and reviewing the podcast to get the 200 reviews because I said I would do something. I mean, I don't want to actually say what it is I'll do. I mean, I'm not going to repeat it because it's vulgar. But anyway, I'm now on 198 reviews, so I'm two off the big 200. If you want to review the podcast and you haven't already, get the 200 and you know i will you know what i'm saying you know this week k patrick has said that he loves it he loves the podcast is it sly that i only tune in to hear another man complain about his week well i but this is the sly guy podcast seriously though love the pod well worth a listen very funny your boy the greasy monkey matt kilpat gutted that I'm 198, was hoping to be 200, if you know what I'm saying. Hey, listen, all I'm saying is Michael Pat wants to see something that I'll do. Ben, can we do it on Patreon? Can we do what I say? We will do it on Patreon. And should we make it available to everybody for just two quid? Yeah, fuck it. Get around and see what's going on for 200. Um, On that high-brow note, I just want to also say the Sly Guy podcast is delighted to be brought to you by Bebe Adrianos. I don't know whether they're called Bebe Adrianos Mexicanos or they're just called Bebe Adrianos and have the word Mexicanos underneath. Either way, it's the best burrito bar in the country. It's my favourite burrito bar. It's an award-winning burrito bar in the high street in Bangor. They've got anything you can think of in terms of burritos. They've burritos, burrito bowls, Burrito and wraps, enchiladas, all sorts of shit like that. It's amazing. Or if you want to be a fucking loser, you can have a salad, but it's equally delicious because the lettuce and tomatoes are all seasoned and delicious. They actually won the Healthy Takeaway of the Year award, which means not only can it be healthy if you want, but it's also very tasty. Now, I like to go there, and I don't like to go there on a health day. I like to go there when I'm pegging out, and I like to just delve into their box. I just love to get a box meal. Whether it's a dirt box, which is the iconic Bebe Adriano's signature dish. the Ben, you know what the the dirt box is by now, don't you? Half chips, half rice, chicken, chilli con carne, beef, pulled pork, peppers, onions, tomato salsa, sweet corn salsa, uh, cheese and a sauce of your choice. And of course, the Sly Guy podcast special, The Dirty. Cock and Cow Box, which is what Ben fires into him every single week. What I fire into myself every single week. It's marinated steak, Mexican chicken fries, sweet potato fries, peppers, onions, tomato, corn, salsa, lettuce and the sauce of your choice. But everyone knows now, the sauce of the Sly Guy podcast, the people's sauce... Smoke paprika, baby. It's where it's at. Get the dirty cock and cow box. Bebe Adrianos have their own bespoke app. If you download the app, you get 10% off your first order. Or if you just want to pick up the phone and go old school, and you just go here, ding dong, 02891 479988. That's 02891 47 99 88 and say davy sent you order your food get to the high street and banger. go and sit by the mckee clock go for a walk along the promenade where my dog shits wet shit go along there enjoy yourself eat your burrito have a great time because bebe adrianos is the best burrito bar bar none Oh, right, guys i just want to say you thought this summer of euro football was fun ben did you you enjoyed the euro football yeah well footy's back I don't want to talk about it because I'm an Arsenal fan and fuck my life. But anyway, our friends at Manscaped are here with a masterclass to get you ready for the new season. The leaders in men's grooming have done it again. They've just launched the fourth generation performance package. This includes the new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. The 4.0 trimmer will even have Paris Saint-Germain jealous of your well-groomed package. Don't know what that means. But what I'm saying is your pubes aren't going to be messy. <laughs> hey! Get it? That's a fucking comedian in me yet. What? Oh, better not touch my actual beard. Or it'll, it'll shave it off. Um, join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, who don't have bushes, who have shaved manginas. Get on it. Get the performance package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com. And if, ben, do you want 20% off? Do you think these guys want 20% off? Hold on, I'm just hearing everyone around the world going, please, David, give me 20% off. I'm giving it to yeah. you. Go to manscaped.com, use the discount code SLYGUY at checkout. That's all capitals, SLYGUY at checkout. Listen, we've all been there. We've all cut our pubes before. We've all dashed our balls. For some reason, I don't know why, like my end is like an old man's nose. There's hair that just comes out the top of it. I just shave that too, and the bell end's so sensitive. What? But it doesn't hurt it with a fourth generation lawnmower. 4.0, it's incredible, it's amazing, the package is a more 4.0, the master class it's amazing, it's everything you ever want, it's got all the technology you could ever dream of, there's other stuff in the package like ball wipes, you've got crop preservers, you've ball deodorant, you've the works what I'm saying is should your dick and balls be seen in the loo, Ben, or should your dick and balls be seen in the Louvre? Mm-hmm as in an art gallery in Paris. I think you know what I mean. If PSG are jealous, I think you should cut your own dick and balls off and present it in the Louvre in France. Obviously, if you wanted to use Lawn lawnmower 4.0, you could not cut it. You could not even so much as nick your dick, let alone cut the whole thing off. Use a proper pair of scissors if you're going to cut it off and present it, but then grim it to an immaculate condition. Oh, my God, it's amazing. If you want 20% off, go to their website, manscaped.com, use the code SLYGUY Guy. check out. That's SLYGUY at checkout The Slag Guy Podcast is also brought to you in association with Modest Beer the independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers brewed right here in Hollywood County Down Modest on a journey with one clear goal in mind we all know this by now Mm -hmm. just to add a beer to an already existing market not to take over none of this shit they're they're modest they're just here to have a good time and give you fucking delicious tasting beers if you're keen to know more contact modest beer on instagram facebook or twitter at modest beer or visit www.modestbeer.co.uk to find your nearest stockist what do you have for time here Thirty-five. i mean could it be any sweeter ben could it be any sweeter i don't know what I do know is we're going on to the listeners' questions. And this week, the listeners' questions have been really, really good. Really, really strong. The first question this week is from Mick Conlon, the, the fiddler, not the boxer. It's easy to confuse the both. Um, what world record do you reckon you could break? I mean, I reckon I could break loads of world records, probably. And um, Let's type easy world record records to break i mean it's one of the the, the most googled things <laughs> largest collection of teddy bears most jelly eaten with chopsticks most spoons balanced on a face and um, most coins stacked i bet you there's a freak out there that can just balance an obscene amount of the coins i can do that i think what i let, think you can beat these 10 world records yeah i'm gonna go and say i could i think i could probably probably just, the world's heaviest dad left of a fucking try like he gives a fuck like um well, I mean, I think I probably already have the record for the most eaten feces, to be fair. I'm Father Feces, a shit eater. I mean, I just want to clarify, I'm not a shit eater, by the way. And and whoever was commented on the video last week being like, why are you eating stuff off the ground? Because there's a five-second rule. Waste not, one not, my friend. Um, largest collection of teddy bears. Most jelly-eating with chopsticks. No Chinese person will win that because they're masters of their own cutlery. Most spoons bound on, on face. I have a small nose. I couldn't do it. Um... Most coin stack, most hula hoops, I can't do that. I mean, I think you could do most walnuts crushed by hand in a minute. Let me see. Muhammad Rashid smashed his way to a record when he crushed 284 walnuts in a minute. That works out as more than four walnuts per second. I mean, I could just put six. Yeah, I could fucking do that. For sure. And I mean, there's most ice cream scoops balanced on a cone. 125 is a record for that. I mean, I could definitely eat and ice cream the fastest. a fastest 100 metres in clogs? Wow. That's 13.16 seconds. That'd be really sore. I think I could do most walnuts crushed by hand in a second. Let's submit my vote to see how far it is. Yeah, most coin stack most people think they can complete. And, um, yeah. So I, I reckon I'm one of the, the most gifted at crushing walnuts there. Um, but, I mean, probably... Yeah, probably world record deadlift or whatever, or bench press or, like, shoulder press or some fucking... Probably just do lat raises, I know. But whatever it is, I, I maybe, I'll, maybe I'll try a world record someday. Michael Curras said, Hey, Dave, thoughts on people that work from home? My thought is maybe ask a better question, you idiot. My thought... People work from home? It's not... Well, my thoughts on people work from home, it is what it is. You know, Michael, you're better than this. Come up with a better question, come on. Come back next week and hit me with the goods. That's not good enough. Must do better. John Joe Flutter said, Paul, question. Did you see the crowds at Anfela going buck daft for Anbites-ish and Pieces-ish? Am I wrong in thinking that this is a traditional 12th of July bony anthem? Is it cross-community in action? Well, obviously, I just want to point out that your Irish is, is wrong there in saying I'm bits-ish and I'm pieces-ish. If you want to turn the song Bits and Pieces into Irish, it's, of course, I'm bit-ish, I guess pieces. You know, that's exactly what it is in Irish, but it was a valiant effort, John Joe, but I would say Bits and Pieces is triumphantly a bony song. Um, you know, obviously... There are, as you saw at The Fila and Foblish, that the Wolf Tones are a big nationalist band. They play, like, rebel songs, which, no offence, aren't the nicest sounding songs. You know, like, you'd rather be listening to, like, the, the NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys, wouldn't you, really? You'd rather be listening to some pop music, some Joel Corey, rather than, and then I die in the cold weather and all this shit. Not for me, you know. And that's what I will say. Yes, nationalists listen to that. They do it. They support it. They're like, oh, this is the music I like. Whereas on the other side, the loyalists, they like to listen. They, they don't actually take, they just go listen. What we will do is not take traditional. We will just take the best pop songs and say they're loyalist, Like Simply the Best from Tina Turner, Penny Arcade, Roy Orbison. You know, any UB for Kingston Town, about Jamaica, loyalists are like, that's fucking that's fucking cracker, that is. You know, so I would I would say Bits and Pieces is much more affiliated with the Loyalist bonies than it would be with like the philanthropy. Um so yeah, big respect to the, the Loyalist DJs are definitely better than Republican DJs, that's all I'm saying. Um But it is what it is. But I also would like to think that people don't genuinely listen to that kind of music, like, you know, the rebel music or, like, band music, just in day-to-day life. Yes, on an occasion, you stick it on, it goes, oh, wow, it makes me feel... Uh. But surely you got to be listening like, Bieber instead, or One Direction, you know, something, J- B- BTS, JLS, those guys. I've just named loads of bands young girls would like, but that's what I like. Yeah, it's all right. Naomi has said, I was going to send you funny porn. But you probably can't play that, so you're getting this instead. I mean, what is, Ben? What is funny porn? I don't find f- porn funny. I find it very serious. I just I worry a lot because apparently porn is a lot. A lot of porn is just like CCTV footage, and there are a lot of poor men out there trying to masturbate privately and keep getting caught by like a lot of stepmoms out there that just want to just jack off their step, and it's it's a it's a it's a pandemic in and of itself. Something's got to be done about that. Nothing funny about poor Naomi, please. Um, but she said, I bet he collects crystals too, Which, and then she sent me a story, which, by the way, people who collect crystals are probably sea swimmers and yoga instructors. Let me see. People left in hysterics at man's behaviour, or at man's bizarre house listing, looking a person with the right energy. Oh, no. A man from Dublin's looking a fourth housemate, and people can't get enough of a strange advertisement. Um, let me just whiz to it. Here we go. Unique opportunity to share a four-bedroom house with three others beside the beach in Sandy, Mount Dublin, four at low rent. Current documents are one, owner, male, 40s, who's retired and a passionate gardener. Two, a Brazilian female IT professional working from home. Three, American female IT master student, 20, studying from home. I expect this would suit a writer an artist, a mindfulness practitioner or somebody who studies at home. We seek someone who is interested in nature, gardening and participating in our little community. We do not seek someone involved in the modern day rat race or who has a job outside the home. The rent is below market rate because the primary goal is not commercial, but rather to find the right person who will bring a good energy to the home. Replies must include a brief description of yourself and a mobile number. I mean it sounds like definitely what they're doing there is a bit of a Manson cult. There's definitely a bit of a Jonestown vibe there. And I mean, listen, if you want to skip the rat race and potentially have a man in his forties wear your face as a mask, holler at your boy. Um yeah, he definitely strikes me as the kind of guy that collects crystals, but good luck to him. Wish him only positive energy. and um, we'll see it at Helmsby Beach in the morning. Um and I said, why can't we just why can't we put a man on the moon? But we can't make antiperspirant that doesn't instantly turn your pits into a snowstorm. Now, what I will say there is there's a lot of antiperspirants out there that do that. Sure, for example, if you want to sponsor the podcast, I can get this taken out, Ben raise it. But I just do want to shout out to my um, personal favourite grooming range. My personal favourite brand is L'Oreal for Men. I like their, their moisturising cream. I like their beard oil. I like everything about it. I like their shower gel, and I especially like their deodorant. I use some sort of sport deodorant, obviously, because I'm an athlete, and it doesn't make me sweat. It doesn't give me a snowstorm. It just makes me feel cool and fresh and ready for you. Know, just taking my shirt off whenever I need to. So definitely check out L'Oreal for Men Spray. They don't sponsor the podcast, but if they want to, L'Oreal for Men, please. Please. Jack has said, <laughs> Hello, Father Bear. Long-time watcher, listener, and occasional question asker in a different life. I just wanted to ask, pubes for teeth or teeth for pubes? Mm. Pu- I think that I'd rather have teeth for pubes because then i keep my teeth and then I'd shave my pubes off and the i lawnmower to get more 4.0 anyway. So, yeah, I'd just have no pubes and normal teeth, whereas if I had, yeah, I'd always get a haircut in my mouth and do my head in. Um... Phil has asked, how is North Down's most expensive table doing these days? Do you have any other lavish purchases planned? Um, of course, he's, he's talking about my table, which was a very bespoke, ordered art piece that I had specifically commissioned to be made for my house. Unfortunately, thanks to the pandemic, that's now where I work, basically, day to day, on my fucking world's most expensive table. My children throw stuff on it. There's dents in it. It's really freaking me out. I'm going to have to get it resanded and re recovered at some stage once we come out of this but yeah it, it's definitely got a wee bit of experience on it no it's not as protected as it once was but it's it's still doing well it's still my number one prized possession i love it more than my, my kids and my dog and my wife but don't worry about it um but it's doing well it's it's lived in it's lived on i'll still be buried on it like a viking going to sea and um, Marcus asked in your opinion what's the greatest guitar solo of all time you know what, Ben, I might throw this one to you. You're a bit of a music guy. You like some music. You play an instrument, do you? Yeah, I can. What can you play? Uh, guitar, flute, piano. I mean, he goes, gu- guitar, piano, flute, which means he's an apprentice boy. But um, what, what, in your opinion, is the best guitar solo of all time? Um, I have to think about it, but anything. CZ Topper good oh by the way RIP Dusty Hill he died of no longer living and it's a sad sad time um but you know what i like i'm gonna probably like people will automatically expect uh, like i joked earlier about being a fan of like bts and boy bands i do like boy bands i do like that kind of music but i'm also a big rock fan i like metal death metal new metal rock classic rock hard rock i'm a rock guy um, and I do think that, you know, there's a lot of good solos, obviously, in rock music. But, you know, it's a good solo. Do you like um, the song, Sultans of Swing? It's got a good guitar solo in it, would you agree? Star Straits, isn't it? I think. Yep. Could be, yes. It's good, but if we're looking... And then obviously, an obvious one would be something Slash has done. He's known for his solos. And if off the top of my head, I'm picking a Slash solo. November Rain's pretty epic, isn't it? Like, it's a pretty impressive solo as far as it goes. But, see, to pick one in left field, not not everyone knows this fact. You probably do. But, you know, Michael Jackson beat it. He had Eddie Van Halen on the guitar playing that. And, obviously, you know, it goes really... Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty good, but it's a left field because of the pop song. So, yeah, I would probably go for that. Sultan's a Swing... Um, is, a, is a favorite of mine. The Dire Straits is a great song. It's actually one of my favorite ever songs. I love that shit. I sit and listen to that all day. Um, and Van Halen, just a lot of Van Halen songs obviously have guitar solos because Eddie Van Halen's a master of the guitar. Prince also has a lot of, ver- like, as a big Prince fan, you could almost pick anything of his to say, you know, he's got, got great guitar solos in there. So, yeah. I pro- but for this one, I'll go. Just stick with the Sultan's of Swings. it's just a, it's a song that I like to drink to. You know, if it's on in a bar, I always associate it with being on holiday in Spain for some reason. It's just on while I'm drinking sangria and bottles of red wine, smoking cigars, having a great time. And the last question from Marty Muldoon has said, "Would you eat a month-old pickled egg out of viscera's unwashed arsehole for two grand?" Um, yeah. Considering i going I'm going to be a full time. Um, self-employed guy yeah at this stage I, w- I would eat it out of his ass for two grand yeah I'd just hold my nose because I've taught myself now to be able to again it's maybe a father feces type thing but I've taught myself to cover my nose and then just you know, be able to pick up dog shit and not smell it so I just go in like this into his ass and eat the egg um, hopefully it's his ass as an alive person because he's been dead for a number of years that might make it a bit more inappropriate but yeah, we we'll would do it. I'll give it a rattle. I'll try my best and money in the bank's money in the bank. And speaking of money in the bank, there's another episode in the bank. Thanks once again for tuning in, guys. Thanks once again for reviewing the podcast, checking it out. You know, subscribe to YouTube. I'd recommend you do that. And if you listen, share it on your social media channels so we can recommend it to people so the podcast can grow. And once I go full-time, me and Ben are going full-time at this. He doesn't know this yet, but we're going to be in here every day just doing stuff, so... There you go, guys. Thanks once again. How long is this episode? Yeah, five hours. Five hours. Too, too long. Is it what time? We, we'll be home with a reasonable hour. Godspeed. Take care. See you next week. Bye. I'm the Slack Guy.